today on Standing Alone. To know theology, to know doctrine is good for us. The more we know about God, the more we can love God. That's where it moves to our heart. The more we learn about God, the more we love God, the greater our worship is of God. So it's very practical, too. The more you know, the better you live. I, th I think the higher our thoughts are of God, the higher our worship will be. Some of the most superficial worship in our churches today are the, from those people who don't know God. And the greatest and the highest forms of worship in the church today are from those who understand God at the highest levels. The, the greater doctrine, the greater theology. So we need this. Very, very practical to, to know doctrine. You're listening to Standing in the Gap, standing for truth in a fallen world. Welcome to Standing in the Gap, Standing Alone with Josh Tompkins, a topical discussion designed to offer listeners a pastoral insight from a biblical foundation regarding a variety of issues and the world around us. I'm your host, Mike Cross. Today we'll hear from Josh about the books that are available to us that are not only edifying, but are even enlightening. From his series titled Spiritual Habits, this is part two of You Are What You Read, Good Books. Here's Josh. Welcome to another episode of Standing in the Gap. On the last episode, we started a new series. Uh, we're going to go through it this summer called Spiritual Habits. And these are basically just the necessary habits of the Christian life. I think it's very important that as Christians, we develop habits. We have habits in every other area of our life, some good, some bad. And what I want to do, I do I've been doing this for my kids. I want them to develop good spiritual habits. I want uh, them to have habits starting now at their young age that they will use and follow for the rest of their lives. So I want to get rid of their, their bad habits and try to incorporate good habits. So I want to do that for our listeners too. I want to do that for our church. So this is meant to be a very pastoral uh, series that we're doing. It's meant to be very practical. I want to help you understand that. As we're getting into this, I want to help you to live the Christian life. I think we all need help in that. It's, it's a hard thing to do to live the Christian life in such an ungodly world with all kinds of distractions. So let me help you live the Christian life. And the first spiritual habit that we're talking about in this series is reading. And we started that last time. I wanted to use this series solely to encourage people to read. I have learned over the past years, it wasn't always the case, but I've learned to love reading. Uh, I know that even in college, getting my undergrad, I didn't like to read. In high school, I didn't like to read. My parents had to force me to read in elementary school. But now, one of my favorite things to do, if I go to the beach on vacation, I'm taking a book. I want to read. So we, I want you to, to encourage you to, to become a reader, to, to learn to love to read. Um, and, but when I tell you to do that, I can't tell you to, to read just anything at all. I want you to read good books. We can't waste our time on bad books. Uh, we need to read good books. We need to read good things. Uh, when I encourage you to read, it, it's not like a pharmacist that's just going to throw anything at you and say, read, take these. So I can't be a pastor that looks at you and says, you read anything you want. That's not good for your soul. It's not good for you. So let's read good books. I don't want people wasting their time on garbage. I want them to read. I want my people to read. I want my kids to read. I want to read books that are weighty, that are worthy, that are solid Christian books. I want books that are good for the soul. And that's not just books. That's, that's even podcasts. I want stuff that's good for me spiritually. That's sermons. Give me something that is edifying. It's going to exhort me, encourage me. I want good sermons. I want good podcasts. I want good books. So I know what you're going to ask there. So tell me, what do I read? I think it's one of the main things that 
we have problems with. One of the main questions I get as a pastor is, what am I supposed to read? You're telling me to read. What is it? Give me some idea of what I, I need to read. Uh, so I, that's what I want to do. I, want, I don't want to just tell you what not to read. I want to tell you what to read. I, I don't want to be one that's all negative, all bad. This is bad. This is bad. I want to be somebody who says, okay, here's what's good. What's positive? What we need to, to, to be um, spending our time on. So today, I know last episode, we told you what not to read, the bad stuff. So now let me tell you what is good to read. And we're going to go through several different types of books that you can read. And you can pick from these. I want you to pick from these. Maybe one, uh, maybe read one book from each one of these categories a month or a year. If you just read a little bit more, you'll grow as a Christian. Reading is good for us. So let me give you these categories. Let me give you these types of good books that you can read. And, and I have several here. I hope you can, you can follow along with me as I do this. But the first group, the first category, the first type that, that I want you to understand is devotionals. Devotionals are good books. Uh, a devotional is usually divided up into days. It's a, it's a book that maybe even a 365-day devotional. Sometimes they have more than that. Sometimes you can have a, a morning devotion and, a, and an evening devotion. It usually gives you a verse. My daughter has a devotional that my wife bought for her for Christmas, and it has a verse on it, and you read that verse, and then underneath it, it has an application, it has a thought that you can follow along on. Uh, so it's something, it's good for us to read a devotional. It's good for my daughter at age 13 to read a devotional. It'd be good for a 33-year-old to read a devotional. It'd be good for a 63-year-old. My, my granny used to do that when she was, uh, even in her 80s, she had a daily bread, a devotional that she would read, and it would give her a verse and an application. And again, the purpose of this is to give you a developed and disciplined way of studying the scriptures with uh, clear and practical insight. Sometimes people can read a scripture and they don't know what it means. They don't know how to use it. They don't know how to apply it. A devotional will help you do that. Here's what it says. Here's how this can help you in your life. These types of books are incredibly valuable to the Christian, and we need to have these in our arsenal of books that we read. Uh, I can give you a few types of, of maybe even some, not types, but some titles, some examples. Um, number one, my favorite. There's, there's several out there, but my favorite is Charles Spurgeon's Morning and Evening. Uh, it's a great devotional. You can get this for free in an app version on your phone. I have it, and it gives you a verse in the morning and then an application and a thought by the Prince of Preachers himself, Charles Spurgeon. And you do that in the morning and then in the evening. And you can even set an alarm. It will remind you, hey, read this. And, and you can do it in the morning. You can do it in the evening. And it gives you two good verses and two good applications throughout the day. So, again, you can buy that in book form. I have it in both book form and app form. Um, and you, this isn't something you can use one year and then throw it away. You can read Charles Spurgeon's morning and evening every year for the rest of your life, and it would be valuable for your soul. Another classic is uh, Oswald Chambers' My Utmost for His Highest. These are I got one of these when I graduated college. My pastor bought it for me. Uh, I, I see a lot of churches give these to their graduates. It's great. Uh, it's a great devotional. Again, there's many other types of devotionals that you can read, and, and that's just a couple of examples. Find you a good devotional and, and be disciplined enough to read it, whether once a day or twice a day. Just do your best to one verse, one thought, and it'll be good for your soul. The second type is biographies. Uh, we, we said devotionals are good. Biographies are good. And this is probably my favorite. I love a good biography. I found this to be uh, very beneficial for me is to read about people of the past. You know what biographies are. 
it is what it says it is. These are books about uh, not just anybody. You don't want to read a book about some celebrity. You can. I've done that. A book about some athlete. You know, you can read a biography of Tim Tebow. Uh, you know, a book about uh, the life of an of a athlete who is really only 30 years old. But anyway, these are books about great Christian men and women of the past. These are historic books. It tells about their life. It tells about their journey. Uh, what I love about them is it often tells about their difficulties and their trials, their ups and downs, the things they went through that, that really, honestly, we go through as well. And it tells what they faced, how they faced it, how they got through it. Everybody suffers. Everybody struggles. Everybody has sickness. And these biographies tell what they went through. I love reading about you know, men like Jonathan Edwards and the struggles they had as pastors. And that's good for me to, to look back on these men's lives and see the struggles they had as pastors and as preachers and to say, you know what, I'm not alone in this. Now, these guys faced it in the 1700s. If they faced it, then I can face it. So the biographies are great. It, it's good for two reasons to inform us. Uh, number one, we need to know about these people. We don't know a whole lot of church history. I think I've said it before, but most people, their understanding of church history goes back as far as when their church was founded. And for others, it goes back as far as when they were saved. Uh, so we, have, we don't have a good idea of church history at all. So it, it would inform our minds to know about some of the great men and women in church history. We, know, we need to know who came before us. We need to know that we are standing in a long line of godly men and women who have come before us. It, it's great for us to know a little bit about church history. And I think the more you read, the more you'll be informed, the more you'll love it. And the second reason to read these is you'll be encouraged. I've already said it, and I'll say it again. I love church history. I love reading about their lives, their fights, their faithfulness, uh, how they stood up for what they believed in in the midst of great, great persecution and opposition. I love reading about these people. It, it puts gas in my tank. If I'm having a hard day and I feel like my tank is empty and I just can't go another mile, pick up a biography of Charles Spurgeon. Pick up a biography of Jonathan Edwards. Pick up a biography of John Calvin. Pick up a biography of some of these great men in the past, and it'll put gas in your tank, and you can say, you know what, I can make it another mile. I can make it another day. You need this. I need this. Uh, I, I love reading these things. I surround myself with men like these. Uh, these are our great cloud of witnesses that the Bible talks about in Hebrews 11 that we're surrounded with. I have this in my office. I'm surrounded by these books in my office. I, I, want, I want to be around these. You say, so give me an example of these. I've already given you a couple, but let me tell you, probably the greatest biographer out there today is a man named Ian Murray with uh, the, the Banner of Truth books. And, and he, he's wrote several great books uh, about men in the past. He writes in a way that anybody could understand it. He wrote a book I just read on Jonathan Edwards. He wrote a biography of Charles Spurgeon. He wrote one of Martin Lloyd-Jones. He even wrote one of John MacArthur. I think he said that's the only biography he wrote of a man who's still living. I haven't read the John MacArthur one, but he's, he's great at writing biographies. There's books on Charles Spurgeon's wife. There's books on missionaries. There's books on uh, William Tyndale. Uh, there's just so many good biographies out there. I, I couldn't name them all. Uh, if you want recommendations, you can email us. You can get a hold of me. I'll gladly recommend to you books of great Christian men and women. So that's biographies. They're good for us. Uh, so let me break there because i got a couple more that I want to share with you, but I want to take a break here, and I'll come back, and I think I'm going to give you three more tops when we return. Here at West End Baptist Church, we offer a variety of outreach ministries, and we'd like to take an opportunity to let our listeners know a little bit about what all we've got going on. 
from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. every Thursday, everyone is welcome to come and visit our clothes closet where we offer a variety of apparel donated to us by our community. If you or someone you know are in need of clothes, come down and see us at the clothes closet. Again, that's every Thursday from 10 a.m. until 12 p.m. And remember, if you'd like to make donations, bring them by while the clothes closet is open. Please do not leave donations outside of the church when the clothes closet is closed. And as always, we are so thankful for all of your support. Don't forget about our feeding ministry, Mills of Love. On the third Thursday of every month from 4 p.m. until 7 p.m., we invite all of our community to join us for a warm meal and fellowship. Everyone is welcome, so if you're in the area and you'd like a warm meal, stop in and see us and bring your family and friends along, too. We also want to let our listeners know about Refuge, our addiction support ministry. Every third Tuesday of the month from 6 p.m. until 7 p.m., we host a warm and friendly opportunity to meet our church family as well as others who may be suffering from the clutches of an overpowering addiction in life. We understand how devastating this can be to you and your loved ones, and we are passionate about helping people find the right path to recovery. So if you or anyone you know are suffering from an addiction of any kind and you don't know where to turn, let us help. Everything at Refuge is kept strictly confidential and our doors are open to everyone. For a detailed list of these as well as other outreach ministries, check out our website at www.westendbsg.org. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoy the rest of today's episode. All right, and we're back. I've already given you, I think, two uh, types of books that are good to read, and the devotionals and the biographies. So now I want to give you three more, and then we'll close this out, and then we'll do a, we're going to do one more on reading um, later on. But he, let me give you the, the next group. The next group of good books are doctrinal books, and I know you probably hear doctrinal, you hear theological, and you automatically turn me off and say that's that's for preachers, that's for pastors, but it's really not. All Christians should read, maybe not all the time, but I think at least once a year you should pick up a doctrinal book and, and read it. You say, what is a doctrinal book? Doctrine books are those books that will touch on a single or maybe even multiple doctrines of the Christian faith, and they'll go into great detail explaining them. And there's all kinds of these out there. They're, the main purpose of these books is to grow our minds uh, so that we can understand better the things of the Bible. Uh, that you're not just reading verses. You're, you're picking up a topic out of the Bible and you're understanding it in its totality throughout the Scriptures to help you understand a certain area of theology, a certain area of doctrine. And again, these can be sometimes deeper and they, they can take more time, but they are extremely valuable to us. That, that, that to know theology, to know doctrine is good for us. The more we know about God, the more we can love God. That's where it moves to our heart. The more we learn about God, the more we love God, the greater our worship is of God. So it's very practical, too. The more you know, the better you live. I, th- I think the higher our thoughts are of God, the higher our worship will be. Some of the most superficial worship in our churches today are the, from those people who don't know God. And the greatest and the highest forms of worship in the church today are from those who understand God at the highest levels, the, the greater doctrine, the greater theology. So we need this. Very, very practical to, to, know, to know doctrine. So let me give you a few examples of these. Uh, I, I know one that I'm reading now is Knowing God by J.I. Packer. Uh, what a great author. What, so far, such a great book. So, so very deep teaching us about God. If you say you love God, you, you want to know who God is. Tell me about God. Tell me about his love. Tell me about his justice. Tell me about, just, just teach me about his attributes and his character. I want to know God. I could even say that if you love God, it's like loving your spouse. Can you imagine me? I, I love my wife, but if I looked at her and said, 
I don't want to know anything else about you. I'm done. We, I know as much as I need to know. Uh, she may not be my wife much longer. And we do that with God. I love you, God, but I don't need to know anything else about you. No, these doctrinal books teach us about God. So Knowing God by J.I. Packer. The Cross of Christ by John Stott, teaching us about what Christ did for us. I mean, there's your good theology of, of our salvation, of, of the cross, of the crucifixion. Uh, there's another excellent book called From Heaven He Came and Sought Her, a book about the atonement, what Christ accomplished on the cross. What did he do? What, what, was, what was on his mind when he was on the cross? That's a great book. The Knowledge of God by A.W. Tozer, one of the first books I read as a Christian. The Holiness of God by R.C. Sproul, talking about how holy God is, the one attribute that the angels are repeating over and over and over. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Uh, we, in Isaiah, even in Revelation, and we talk about the holiness of God in R.C. Sproul's book. So again, those are different areas of theology or doctrine that we can read about. The next one, so that's doctrine is good. Biographies are good. Devotionals are good. Books on Christian living are good. And I know you probably have books on Christian living in your library at your house. We all have these. The books on Christian living, again, this one describes itself. There are a whole host of books on how to live the Christian life. And that's what this is. Help me to be able to live the Christian life. Help me to be able to, to be a better Christian. And the purpose, again, with that purpose in mind, is just help us in certain areas of the Christian life. These are excellent books. There's books out there, uh, several books by Puritans on how to overcome sin, the mortification of sin. Uh, repentance of sin. How can I overcome the sin in my own life? Uh, great books on it. Books on contentment. How can I be content with my life? On sanctification. How can I become more holy? On marriage. How can I better my relationship with my wife? Uh, my wife has books on motherhood, on being a Christian wife. I have books on being a Christian husband. There's, there's several of these books that are out there, and I've given you those examples. Let me give you a couple more John Owen, the Puritan, wrote a book on the mortification of sin. Sinclair Ferguson wrote a book on the devotion to God. Great book on, on holiness and sanctification. Uh, there's a book by um, Alexander Archibald uh, called Aging and Grace, Letters to Those in the Autumn of Their Life. I put that in there because that's a book on how to grow old as a Christian. And I, that's a topic that's not talked about very often. How can I better uh, be a better Christian in old age? As times get hard, as I get weaker, as I get sick, uh, how can I age in grace? A great little book. But those are the Christian living books. There's several that you could stay away from there. I won't get into that. We've already done bad books. But it's best to find books by good authors on good topics. Uh, so that's your Christian living books. And the last one I want to go over is the last category. Fiction books are good. Uh, again, these are easily described. They're, um, these are great Christian classics. Uh, there's several great books that are fictional, that are Christian, and I know usually we don't think of it that way, but there's several out there. That, and the purpose of these books is allegorical. They tell a story with an underlying spiritual meaning. Uh, so we need to read some of these. These are good for us. I think they're entertaining. I think they can teach us. Um, and I, I can give you several examples of this that you need to go out and... and you know these. Maybe you don't understand that they're Christian, but they are. Maybe you don't see how they can teach you, but they do. So let me just give you a couple of examples of these. Um, the first one is Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan, probably the most popular Christian book of all time. 
I think it is, besides the Bible, the most sold book, bought book in all of history, not just in Christianity, but in all of history. Uh, a book that, again, has a great story to it, tells you the journey of a, of a man named Christian from the moment he gets saved to the moment he enters into the, the heavenly city. Uh, the celestial city is what he calls it, and it's a journey. My kids love the book. There's a map usually that goes with it. You can get that for free on on your phone, online. You can buy it. There's several beautiful copies of the book, but you need to read it. You need to know what that story is about. It's a great book. Uh, the Screw Tape Letters is a great book. Uh, I don't want to go into detail about what that book is, but it, it uh, basically is a Satan writing letters to his uh, minion demons who are out in the world trying to uh, do the Satan's bidding and the, the demons will write back to Satan and tell Satan what's going on with his person that he's assigned to and how he's trying to keep him from getting saved or keeping from from doing certain things that are godly or holy and he'll write back it's just an interesting back and forth there uh, the screw tape letters the Chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis another uh, it is an allegorical story uh, telling an uh, underlying, maybe harder to find, but it has an underlying Christian meaning. It'll teach you great lessons there. It talks about Aslan, the lion, who's really supposed to be a picture of Christ. It's, it's a great, great Christian book. Even the Lord of the Rings was meant to be a Christian allegory. I know that is real hard to find in there. As you talk about the ring and how, how it... Uh, that ring, as, as those guys get it, it, it can corrupt them. It, it drives them crazy. They're, they're pursuing it. They're wanting it, and it's not good for them. Again, if you look hard enough, you'll find that there's Christian meaning hidden underneath that. So you've probably seen that, but there's a, those are books. Uh, so there's other categories that I can give you. There's many books that I could show you. But the key here that I want to get across to you is, and the whole point of this, is to read. Read good books. You don't have to read in quantity. I get that. People say, I, I don't have time to read. You don't have to read in quantity. You don't have to read a book a week. You don't have to read all the time. But read. Read in quality. Find you a good book. And if it takes you a year to read it, fine. Read for your soul. Don't read to show off. Read. Pick one of these categories and, and pick a book and read it. Just take your time. Read a page a day. Read a chapter a day. If you overachievers, you can read a book a day. I, I don't know, but just read. That's the point. God has been gracious to us. He's given us many good books on many great topics from many great authors. So find the one that will strengthen your soul and make you want to live all out for Jesus Christ. Find those books and read Thanks. And again, that's Pastor Josh Tompkins from West End Baptist Church. And we want to remind our listeners that we love hearing from you. So if you have biblical questions and you'd like to have them answered, please send them to us by logging on to our website at www.westendbsg.org and leave them there. Also search our website for a complete list of our outreach ministries and church services. And be sure to look us up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at West End Baptist Church. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again next time. <laughs>